The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. guys welcome to the real talk episode kyle's trying to get me to tell him what we're talking about i said this is just real talk what are we talking about real talk number seven so kyle let's start off okay with a question question answer okay give me any question you have jimbo any question what have we been watching recently what have i been movies tv shows oh my gosh i've been down the rabbit hole of things i've been watching recently i started um uh, as a Better Call Saul ended like last month, so I started rewatching all of Breaking Bad, like going for like almost a chronological order now. Watching Breaking Bad, I'm on like season two where they just got um, Saul introduced. Actually, Saul and just came back to the show, so I've been watching that. Um, I started watching uh, Stargate SG One for the first time. <laughs> for the first time, for the it's first a good time. series. It's a good series, and there's like uh, like ten seasons of it or eleven. I can't remember. And I started watching that as well. So I watched like the I watched like the first couple episodes of that, and that show. Goes a lot of places in the first season. Apparently, I didn't know. Apparently, the first season's bad. I didn't know that, <laughs> but I'm still gonna stick with that and write all that. Um, movie wise, uh, gosh, what I've been watching. Oh wait, even not more TV shows. Actually, I got the latest season of Archer, latest season of uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and Rick and Morty. Watching all those things, She Hulk. So have it. She Hulk. What what's your thoughts on She Hulk? I only watched the first episode. Oh, you only watched the first episode. I think it's excellent, and I hope. To see more stuff about it, I, I kind of wish. Uh, sometimes I, I guess like the Disney Plus shows have been hit or miss for me in this ones, and this one's like, man, I wish this was just the film altogether. Like I kind of wish it was a big screen She Hulk movie now because I think the show is so good. I think she looks fantastic. <laughs> I, I think so too. I. I, I I understand where a lot of people like who are criticizing some of the CG work are coming from, but it's also completely unreasonable. <laughs> so it's do fun. you do you like how she breaks the fourth wall and talks to the cameras oh, like absolutely. Deadpool? Absolutely, no? I think it. Well, one, it's in keeping with the comic book entirely. You know, like She Hulk has always been a fourth wall breaking comic book character, so I think that's silly stands of her character too, and being the lawyer stuff, and also kind of pointing, making fun of the MCU a little bit is a, is a good trend going on. I think in the current. Uh, uh, movies and the TV shows like poking fun of them a little bit is good because uh, you know people are taking it too seriously now, <laughs> so you need right. to reel them back a little. It's like, listen, guys, this is about dumb sci-fi monsters and fantasy. You know, <laughs> it's all kind of silly. Um, so I think that's great. And uh, yeah, like on all, all the, um, I love how this show has uh, the after credit scenes after too. Like mm-hmm. I love that as well because they've been uh, hilarious each time I've seen them. Um, I think they're doing fascinating things with the the Hulk, um, Bruce Banner's Hulk uh, as well. Um, simply trying to kind of reveal that like maybe there is more for him to deal with psychologically than he originally realized. And I think that's an interesting new um, uh, page to turn where it's like, hey, there's more Hulk stories to tell than. 
mm-hmm. we've because uh, originally like the end of the uh, Infinity War, I feel like at the end of Endgame, I feel like things were kind of wrapped up for the Hulk, and now they're kind of pulling up a new page. Like, oh, these are actually interesting stories we can go down. So overall, the She-Hulk show, I'm feeling very positive about. Same thing with Archer, Rick and Marty, and uh, what we do in the shadows, and all the other shows I've been watching actually have been like really entertaining. So yeah, I've been able to make time for a lot of those things recently, and that's been nice. Um, Movie-wise, I haven't been watching very much, actually, besides our podcast work, of course. Right. Yeah, Jimba, how are you doing on uh, TV shows and movies? Um, like I said, I've watched uh, Once Upon a Time. Started that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen it all the way through, so I just finished season one, starting season two. Uh, I've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I have uh, never watched that. So yeah. just finished season three last night. Um, like I said, She-Hawk. Um, movies. I did watch um, Black Phone. Black Phone. The uh, Ethan Hawke. Oh, Hawk, that's right. Uh, yeah, I saw that psychological I, thriller. I, I, I haven't watched it myself yet. Is it good? It's not bad. It's not it's bad. Not bad. It's not bad. Um, it's not a horror movie. Well, I say that it's more like a supernatural movie. I'm, I don't want to give any two spoilers away in case <laughs> somebody needs to watch it. But this might sound like a somewhat of an insult. I always forget that Ethan Hawke exists. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Really Ethan Hawke forgets you exist, <laughs> Kyle. So it's feelings mutual. Ethan Hawke never knew I existed. Right. But it's like, he's a fine actor. He, the movies he's in are pretty good. But I never even think about him outside of the movie. Like, as, as soon as I watch the movie, I forget Ethan Hawke exists. He could have just been any other actor in my mind. Um, he's like a very weird straight man, like interchangeable with any other actor in my mind. I watched um, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, which we just uh, talked about Stir Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched that one right after that. I watched, um, you know, it's getting close to fall and Halloween, uh, so I'm going to start watching some more of the monster movies that I adore so much uh, in the horror films. Um, I always like to watch Willow. Willow, uh, yeah. Classic. Hey, our Jiminy Cricket's back. Jiminy Cricket's are back yeah. for this podcast. Speaking of Real Jiminy talk. Cricket, what about Pinocchio? Did you watch the new Pinocchio oh, yet? Oh, no, um, that looks terrible. What? <laughs> That's Disney. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That looks awful. I mean, in general, like the like the like like that live action remake of the Disney animated films have been all almost bad. Like Beauty and the Beast, and you didn't like them? Oh no, I don't like them. I don't like them. At all. <laughs> well, now that we're on that topic, I am going to bring it up. Kyle. The mermaid. We're going to talk the about Little Mermaid. mermaid. Little mermaid. Trailer mermaid. dropped. Yeah. Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fantastic. I know there's a lot of uproar or uh, about yeah yeah uh, racist making things weird yeah, about, about thing, of course. Little Mermaid being African American. Yeah, I think I, she looks. She looks awesome, mm-hmm. uh, personally. Yeah. The only thing, like, like generally, you can gloss over the entire thing because it is just racist being absurd. So you can just kind of gloss over, like, just ignore them because they're terrible. Um, the one thing I will say, like, it's weird that, like, every single, like, time they introduce a black character into a film uh, to, for a remake or, like, a remaster or something like that, they've always, like, they choose the redhead character and then they replace them with a black character. I've noticed that trend a lot, and that's weird to me. Well, what was the other one? Ah, <laughs> uh, Gosh, I got to go. Exactly, you don't know. No, there, there, there has no, been a trend somebody, of doing that now. Somebody released, uh, I'll show it to you when we're done, on TikTok. Somebody released uh, leaked footage of her singing more of Part of the World. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. She's doing a fantastic job. I'm going to be upset, though, if they change Sebastian's from red to blue. <laughs> okay, the crab. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That'd be weird. Uh, no, yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, people get too hung up on the color of skin. Um when the director said that she was the best person for the role, and from what I saw, she is. Uh, she's 
she looks fantastic uh, from the trailer I saw. Um, it looks like, you know, they're staying true. As long as they stay true to the story, I don't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's when they go and they start changing the story around to fit the narrative that they want to fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's when I start having a problem with it. You can cast who you want. I don't care. As long as you're, you know, to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think she looks fantastic. Uh, I got chills watching it. It's my all-time favorite Disney cartoon, as I said. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see, I think it's May of next year, 2023. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. Can't wait. Now, yeah. if they if they, they destroy it, I'm going to be upset. I will I, I will be yeah. crushed because it's a childhood fa- favorite. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's, in like, in general, like, I am cautiously optimistic for it, too. I just, I've kind of felt like um, the live action Disney remakes have, like, you know, it's either, like, they're in a rock and a hard place for me to entertain me because I feel like they stick either too close to the original films or they stray way too far away in my mind and I'd rather just like go back to the animated movie in the first place when right. I watch that or I want a new animated movie I would rather take an animated movie from Disney any over the week over a lot of live action movies I make now so having this little crossbreed kind of live action remake of these Disney animated movies feels like a monster in my eyes it's just, <laughs> so, it's just a cash grab too yeah, yeah it, feel, it feels it feels soulless to me uncreative let, let um, me ask you this question do you think that Disney casting Ariel as an African American woman. Uh, people are like, "Well, Disney's woke, you know. They're 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 tr- doing the right thing by casting." Or do you think it was just a cash grab on merchandise? Because so you see what I'm saying. I, I can't I can't make that an either or statement. I can't do, I can't do either one of those. Like I, I think you Disney think both. To an extent, yes. Uh, to an extent, yes, I would agree with that, actually. But, like, you know, Disney, historically, is always, like, slightly progressive. That's then their kind of a whole identity. Like, they want to entertain kids and also be um, good enough for those kids when they're adults. Yeah, that's kind of right. the idea. And they always kind of keep that mindset going forward during, like, 20-year increments of innovations. Like, they're never going to be, like, super woke in their mind. They're never going to have, like, really absurd things where it's like, you know, like, you know, imagine, like, far left of speech. Disney's not going to echo those kind of things. We're saying time like, they're never going to entertain far right speech. That's where they got, like, in huge trouble when they um, try to do, like, uh, like, they tried to cut some of the gay scenes out like Buzz Lightyear but then later got it in like that like that they got in hot water because all of a sudden conservatives were attacking them and then also leftists were attacking them for not going left enough right. so they always trying to stay like like a little bit left of the center line politically is what they always trying to stay on so like I don't see that as really a move to cast Ariel as a um, African American with an African American actor I don't think that's a big thing either progressively if you think that's a radical left thing you might have to rethink your own politics a little bit <laughs> the idea of like you put, you put a black person in the movie oh absurd and like if that's radical left to you then you need to rethink your politics <laughs> well no I, I, I think I think more more my uh, my my comment of this was do you think that Disney did that just for the merchandising of an African American toy line as far as a Disney princess I know they have the princess I, I, and the I, frog I, I, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tiana. Uh, oh, I can't think. Of I, I do the think they want to. They want to think when it comes to merchandise. They do want to think more worldly and broader. The diversification of their Disney princesses. That's the thing they definitely want to do. Right. They definitely want to have a more diverse lineup of Disney princesses to sell to all girls of all diversities. Right. So to that extent. Yes, I'm sure it doesn't hurt them. They, they they don't see that as a bad thing at all. So they like, but like, if it, it wasn't like a directive, like you have to cast an African American uh, for Ariel, it just happened. Like we found a great actress that's African American, right? They're up for the role of Ariel. 
it works out. So like it, it it's a it's once again how you kind of think of like how races cast in movies like sometimes having a, a minority or a more diverse cast like counts as a, a little a little win in their eyes, but it's not like the main directive. You know they don't need it. So right. so on that note, the new Lord of the Rings. Oh, have same you thing watched again. any of the new Lord of the Rings? I, I have not yet. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest; I've had very little interest in that show from the very start, um, and I have no particular reason why. I think it was just uh, it's one of the things like they put all of the money to it in the world, and I just that was over a billion dollars or something. something yeah, ridiculous. they filmed all five seasons simultaneously. That's just kind of things too. Like they did you know, the whole show basically. All I time. really didn't have um, a lot of hope for it going into it. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, after I watched the first three episodes, it's it's not bad, dude. You need to give it a shot. I, 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 but I know people are upset there too because some of the hobbit. Well, I call them hobbits, but they're the the ancestors of the hobbits. I forgot what they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some they've cast some African American actors in that too, and, and people are blowing up on that. They're like, but if you go back and look what Tolkien wrote, they were dark skinned. You know, their ancestors. So people need to relax, dude. It's just oh, hobbits yeah. are not real. Yeah, Guess yeah, what? Yeah. Mermaids aren't Mermaids real. Aren't real. Oh, well, some people say they are. You know what I mean? But yeah. what I'm saying is, people need to relax, man. It's just a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am enjoying it. I cannot wait for the Little Mermaid. Uh, I can't wait to see where the Hobbit goes, um, because when I watch a movie or I watch a TV show, I don't I don't look at race. You know, what I mean, I don't look at the color of the skin of the people. I I look at the plot line. Yeah. How do they draw me into the movie? Like the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. When I got drawn in by Will Smith's character and his little boy, you know, what I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's crushing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I, say, I, I I do recognize it is a change. Like even like as early as like less than twenty years ago, like. So many films, predominantly white males, are part of the like the the important cast. You know the characters who right. actually talk about things that aren't just like um, like specific to their race or their ro- or their or their love interest, something like that. So like it is a change in Hollywood to have more movies like just recognize diversity and just like welcome it in without thinking about it. That is a change of things, and I understand like there is a culture shock to that. So like I understand like you feeling uncomfortable, but it's also like. That's something you need to personally overcome because, like, that's not film's fault. Like, well, it's film's fault for doing it poorly in the past. They're now correcting the future. Like, this is the the new status quo that should be recognized. Like, yes, like people exist, especially in fiction stories of fantasy and other kind of stuff, like Little Mermaid, Rings of Power, something like that too. Like, if you're doing like historical like documentary or something like that, or historical fiction that does take place in a largely you know in an area that was dominated by some specific ethnicity, then like yeah, you probably you can criticize a film for not recognizing that properly. But like everything else, you can kind of do whatever you want when it comes to diversity of the cast. And having a more diverse cast makes it more appealing for broader audiences and a global audience that we have now. And that's a good thing overall. That right. means you're like then you know, that means your kids get to exposed to more you know, you know, more diversity and other thing too, get some more comfortable in with the things that you're uncomfortable with, you know. Right. So I think that's well, like overall and, positive change. And you know, it breaks my heart. Um, I'm happy for it, but it breaks my heart that when uh, let's say you go on TikTok and people are posting the reaction videos to their children seeing the Little Mermaid as an African American, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. she looks like me." Yeah, they have a you new icon. I mean? They have their first it's, time. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking to me that it's taken so long for this to happen. For first of all, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. But for me, if Disney, there's people that are in the camp that if Disney really wanted to um, gain momentum, that they would come up with 
a new a, character. A new character instead of trying to reinvent. I don't want to say reinvent the wheel, but to recast because of the popularity of what they've done to remake it and I, to I, fit the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. And I, I think I think, they, I think they do oh, need yeah, to yeah. come up with and, something and new. And that's also where, like, it's the double-edged sword of this, the centerline progressive left a little bit. Like, they're just, just left of, like, centerline politics is, like, like oh, like, instead of making a new character who has who, who is, a, you know, African-American, well, just black because, like, it goes beyond America. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, just a, a black character who, like, is their own and stays in, and stands up on their own as a Disney princess who is just as recognizable as, you know, or important as the other Disney princesses. Like, you know that would be better. I think that would be more progressive. And but then there also there is the economic reality to it. Like okay, you're using if you use an existing brand, you'll make ten times as much money because immediately people already know. because people already know the brand. Right. So like, it, is it better to shove a it, shove is a hard word? But is it better to put a more diverse cast in a movie that already had you know it, it you know force a more diverse cast in a movie that had a predominantly white cast and then like say like hey this is still the same brand but now it's more diverse. Um, that makes more money for Disney, which is what they want, which that's why they do it. But it still would be better if like they could make something that is you know more diverse as a new thing and have that still stand on its own. But it's like it, it's 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 a rock and a hard place because like you know is the answer like well people want a a little a little mermaid live action movie, um, but you can't just make that as well as make a new you know black led. Uh, Disney Princess movie at the same time necessarily, you know you, Disney could, but like you know still like you know you're making two movies instead of making just one, so that's doubling the budget immediately, and then immediately when that movie fails or doesn't get the same marketing it gets, and then you just say like oh because he didn't market it right, that's why it wasn't successful. So it's just right. like every single every single move you make to try and do the right thing, you're gonna have shortcomings. So it's better to just kind of accept like okay you did this and this has to be enough for you at the end of the day because you know. No answer was going to be positive. No answer was going to be perfect, right? In my mind, I, it, it feels like a mess trying to explain this right now, and I feel bad about that because I wish I could do a better job of conveying my thoughts on that. But it's just like no scenario would have been perfect for you um, to like say like you know because like, even if you were just like like okay, I wish they didn't replace Ariel with a black actress. I wish I just had a you know a black character come in and be an independent character on their own. But it's like yeah, but no one would have saw that black character in the end of the day. Right. No one would have gone for that black character, you know, because they don't have the same you know history and all the iconography, but Luminary does have it. So right. you get to have the best of both worlds for Disney in that case. And it's, it's a mess. It's messy. Unfortunately, as right. all, all things in life, it's messy culturally. Right. Um, and you just kind of try and see like, you know, what can we do afterwards about but it? But we are, I, we are. Yeah. And I hope taking steps good. into the right. Yeah. Right. I think, I think we are taking steps in the right direction. I just hope, the, like I, like you just said, I just hope the movie's good. If, if it's anything like the, I, I thought the Beauty and the Beast one was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one, Milan. Not so much. Yeah, I didn't. I, um, but 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 to me, that well, like they cut out Mushu or whatever from that. You know what I mean? So mm. to me, as long as if they if they cut out Sebastian, we're gonna have a pop because he's my favorite sidekick of all the, oh, the yeah, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and as, as well as Flounder. You know, I think I saw Flounder swimming around, but I I just hope it's good for one, and I hope it gets all the praise and 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 accolades that it deserves. But I hope it opens the door for future. Yeah, uh, movies uh, I, 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 and future princesses and all that too. I, and I think it will. And like you know, this is Disney. I mean, they're 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 a steamroller. They'll be successful 
even when they make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, even when they don't make a billion dollars, yeah, they'll still yeah, be fine. Yeah. In general, like like I said, like once again, like keep uttering the same word. Like it's messy. Like yeah, the Milan reboot wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be, but also the Milan cartoon has problems about it that like I kind of struggle to like identify and commit to. Or right. To. It's like oh yeah okay. When these people are saying like Milan's bad for X Y and Y reason, I have nothing to say. But, like yeah, you're right. And the Milan reboot like, corrected those things, and it's like well, but the movie you, still sucks. Do you do you do you think that? Disney's having a hard time coming up with original ideas, so they're uh, just banking on what has already been successful for them to help. Oh yeah, uh, no, yeah I mean, gather I mean, revenue. Oh yeah, well, I, 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 well, I think they're they're trying to remix their existing properties. They're not trying to have any original ideas anymore. That's been going on for you know since I've been born. <laughs> you know, how many unique properties they want to make outside of like. Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, you know, besides Pixar making their own independent movie, the live-action Toy Story coming soon. <laughs> Give it twenty years, it'll be here. <laughs> and Tom Hanks will still be. There. <laughs> oh god, a live-action Toy Story doesn't you know sound possible. Not, really not only that, but Tim Allen will be Buzz Lightyear, but they'll have Chris Pratt doing his voice. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Can you imagine? That's the, that's the darkest timeline. <laughs> Um, Kyle, also, now, now we're going to jump away We need to move on from that not, because it's just too much. Right, I mean, we could sit here and talk all day about <laughs> the shortcomings of the movie, but there's also been a new trailer released for Willow, Willow. the Disney Plus series. Ah. Okay, I've not checked out the latest trailer for it. Oh, okay. okay. I, I posted you, it on you the tell Facebook me anything page. about it, though? No, I didn't really watch it. I just saw it and I posted it. So uh, I know it exists. Well, no, I just... <laughs> I don't, because Willow is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I and it, it's going to be hard for me if they mess it up with the series. You know how they do. Um, yeah. So I don't, but I also want to keep myself from spoilers too, because I don't want to see too much of it without watching it, because I want to be excited mm-hmm. for it. Yes, yeah. because the greater the excitement, the greater the disappointment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. So, you yourself to fail. <laughs> right. Classic Jim. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's coming, I believe, in November this year. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I agree. I hope it's good, too. I hope all these films. Kyle, have you watched any of the new Game of Thrones House of the Dragon? I, I have not yet. I don't know when I will. I don't have HBO Max, so I don't watch a lot of HBO stuff right now. Um, but probably when the season's over, I might check out the whole thing, binge it, kind of like that. I might buy it and binge it. Because um, I've heard nothing but good things so far, um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I wonder how much uh, control George R. R. Martin has over this show um, versus Game of Thrones last time. Because I know, like, like, he wanted to go for like ten seasons of the last show, but they were like, "No, we're doing seven. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I wonder if he's trying to get more. Well, ahead we of only game of, we like, only consider six of them. <laughs> Those last three episodes. Are was it terrible? Was it, was it like two half seasons technically? I don't remember. I, don't anything. remember. I always hate when a show um, does that. For our last season, it's actually going to be two half seasons, but also these half seasons are like eight episodes instead of six. Like, well, what are you even doing? It's it's interesting um, seeing. Um, King's Landing and all that way like I think it's 197 years before Daenerys Targaryen mm-hmm. uh, and actually focus on House Targaryen um, it's interesting to see um, it also has some of the characters uh, well I say family names like Starks Lannisters um, they're all uh, they're all the dynamics has changed immensely right but I mean it's, it's, it's mostly about House Targaryen and they throw in some uh, ancestors of the people that made the first show so famous or the book so famous. So, um, yeah. Anything else, Kyle? 
Uh, I will say one pet peeve I always have in old kind of like in all kind of fantasy shows or fantasy all fantasy media in general. It always bothers me when they go like five hundred years or five hundred in the five hundred years in the past or the future and technology did nothing. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's like, and I get it. It's a fantasy world. It's a whole point of it. It has to stay a fantasy world forever. That's the whole idea. The, a thousand years after Game of Thrones ends, they're still gonna have like just the, the wall and swords. Or a thousand in two thousand years before it, they have all the same stuff. But it always bothered me in games like Fable. It was like, we're going 500 years in the future. Like, they even had a crossbow. 500 years? <laughs> How um, sad. Everyone in this world is dumb, apparently. Also, in case you didn't hear, the uh, Resident Evil series was axed by Netflix. Oh, yes. Uh, I think for good. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to relax on that for uh, about 20 I, years. I, that, you know what I mean? I feel bad because I was excited for those productions after they did the uh, Milo Jovovich series of uh, Resident Evil movies. I like those movies. I, I think they're dumb and great. I enjoy I know, them but so much. I, 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 I like Resident Evil. I, I don't remember if I t- told this story before, but I watched like the first like three movies and I enjoyed them. And I just completely fell off. It was like, yeah, whatever. They're, 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 sh- they're schlocked. They're fine. I'll get to them when I get to them. But one time I had an opportunity where I watched the last movie and there was a zombie dragon fighting Milo Jovovich in a Hummer. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? I need to know why there's zombie dragons. And so I went and I bought all the films, watched them all back to back. And I finally got back to the last film. And let me tell you, they never explained zombie dragons. <laughs> Which I thought was the best excuse ever. I don't think they explained a lot of stuff <laughs> in those movies. They don't explain so. anything. But the last movie, there's just zombie dragons, and she fights it with a claymore. It's great. <laughs> so good. So good. And But like, but as soon as the Milo Jovovich movies ended, back to the subject, is it, uh, they, uh, Capcom was like, oh yeah, we're going to do more movies immediately. I'm like, oh cool, maybe you'll actually know, like, hey, we can make serious money off these Resident movies. Let's invest in doing these movies right and make good movies. If, if they, and they didn't. <laughs> If they would have just took the original video game and shot it shot for shot and made it a movie, it would have been one of the best video game movies of all time. Maybe not shot for shot, but very close. But I, you know I what agree. I'm saying. There, there's a whole lot. Yeah, like I know, I know, I know. The first in, Resident Evil would have been really good. In the Netflix thing, they did have some of the iconic shots of like the zombie when you walk in, and he turns around and looks mm-hmm. at him. You know, oh yeah, like, yeah, all those shots. Yes, like, if you but I'm just saying, shots, if you great. if if we would have had that in the first Mila Jolovich movie too. Though, if they would have done just why do you have to add stuff to something that the whole computer animated mm-hmm. what was it, Alice was her name or whatever you know? Oh what I mean? yeah, yeah, the Alice, the, kid. the, the computer AI system. Right. In the computer, yeah. Well, why do you have to add this stuff? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, it was fine yeah. the way it is. You well, got I, zombies. They, I, they should have done what like Resident Evil like Seven did with its kind of reboot and stuff like that too. Where it's like you trim off all the fat and the baggage from the older Resident Evil games and you go back to basics and make that core that core zombie film that was really cool with the mansion and the secret lab and the tunnel and all kinds of things. Like that is a crazy movie to make now. That's a crazy story to tell in any generation. I love it. And it's like, why don't you just do that? But instead, it's like, welcome to Raccoon City, or like, watch this Resident Evil, you know, animated show, which apparently was supposed to take place after the games, but also had Wesker still alive. It's right. like, what are you, what are you doing with this whole storyline? And it's like, it's like they really just dropped the ball entirely, or if they ever had it in the first place, it was like, wow, like you could have, you needed to get tell the simple part of the Resident Evil story. Which is good, and try and get the logical sense kind of cleared up so it all makes sense to watch it now because, like, Resident Evil Now is a mess of things. Uh, 
So it's like they should have just tried to do a full kind of like, hey, let's not let's kind of reboot it for the movie era and like make that narrative fit in a movie. And it's like they just really mess that up in a way that I that confounds me because it's like, why would you mess this up so bad when you had such a simple premise to start from and make a good movie from? It's 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 confusing. Like they, they could have they sh- they could have and should have done better. And it, it disappoints me immensely. Yeah, uh, Kyle, see how it goes. Are you excited for Halloween ends? Yes, I actually. Oh, actually, that, I, when we were doing the TV movie list, I actually just watched Halloween Kills. Um, or yeah, Halloween Kills was the Halloween Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends the last one. I just watched Halloween Kills for the first time, um, just like three weeks really? ago. Yeah, because I, I didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters because I was sick the, the weeks it was out, and I just by the time did I, you like I, it? I felt better. Uh, I did. I did. I liked it a lot. Cause and, Evil Dies Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that whole hospital scene where the whole town is like pitchforks, like Frankenstein going after, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they surround him, man, and he just murders everybody. Oh, my God. Know? It was so good. Toasters and everything. It was so good. Around. And just, yeah, and just... It, it is a great audience pleaser moment of just like like oh hey we're actually we're gonna go full on and like you know uh, Michael Myers being kind of a demon right now it's like oh cool so yeah I really appreciate that a lot and we're uh, just the the first encounter with like the nurse and the doctor and uh, the other two people and like that first encounter where they basically killed themselves by accident trying to kill Michael Myers uh, was very um, humorous and also really good for like classic slasher movie like being absurd but also being terrifying and I feel like they had a good mix of both those things going on in that film that I really appreciated right. and also hitting some good you know, good drama beats that I felt well, were emotionally new I've said it before so. on this podcast I'm going to say it again I want I just want an hour and a half of Michael and Lori just going to town each other I think that's then, exactly what we're going to get to and at the end I want I want Lori's I think it's her granddaughter I want her to either kill Michael and then pick up the mask and put it on Mm-hmm. Just to con- so you can continue Halloween with a new female version of Michael Myers, which, if you think about it, I don't think that we've had a female uh, slasher. S- exactly. Yeah. There is a new pinhead that's a female coming out. Um, yeah, um, except for that Hellraiser um, interesting, is always an interesting series in my mind, um, just because that has cosmic horror in it, which is always kind of interesting to see in films, especially with a slasher villain. Right. Um, yeah, if you, if you did only have like one slasher you could pick to be like you know like rebooted in the same way that Halloween um, ends is kind of doing it right now, um, who do you think you'd actually pick? Just curious for what? Uh, who? Which other slasher right now would you like to see? Given the kind of like Halloween of the, the current Halloween treatment right now, that's kind of getting of not a almost a requel to an extent, but like I don't know if it would be like for me. I might be. I might say Freddy Krueger be my kind of character. What? Like speaking of this, mm-hmm. did you see who Robert England said he would want to take over? Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon as Freddy Krueger. I think even now he's too old for the role. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I think he, he might be able to do it. But, you know, Jason's always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not sure I want to see him. I don't know if I want to see him in a, in a new Last I heard, I'm pretty sure, like, Friday the 13th was still having a huge rights problem right now with the original creators yeah. and, like, the movie studios. Um, and I, I don't even know what's happening. Play with Chucky has the TV show. Yeah. Oh, and so, they just did the uh, other, the um, the movie, too. And then, I think the movie and the TV show are both actually pretty good right. on their own. Um so I would guess I would have to say Mike Myers again. <laughs> well, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre just had that Netflix movie. Have oh, you watched gosh, that? I heard that was awful. It wasn't bad. It wasn't okay. I watched it. I mean, it, you take it for what it is. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of blood, a lot of just 
Cutting well, which people. is what you want. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was really interesting. You need to watch that so we can get people's thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe <sighs> what I would like to see is Lawnmower Man. Wow. <laughs> wow, you pulled that one way from way out there. Um, no, but I'd like to, like we talked about in an, a couple episodes ago on the podcast, is an anthology of The Fog. Um, when oh, yeah, Carpenter was wanting to do that, um, where different things came out of the fog and to tie it all back into the story. You know, I started watching the fog from 2005, I think, with Tom Welling and um, all them people. Uh, it's not very good. From from I've, I've only started it about 20 minutes in, but a 20 or half hour in, it's just not very good. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I would like, I, I just heard right now, is like, probably like, in the in the in the era of the requel kind of like movies going on now of like you know acknowledging the first one and doing a sequel I, like maybe the thing actually I think would be kind of cool to see like it would be you cool know, actually going back to the like the burnt out station for the first time in like thirty years and having that thing you know get rediscovered would be kind of cool like finally oh, yeah. like, it was frozen in the waste and now we have to fight the alien again uh, that'd be kind of cool <laughs> I think that'd be an interesting story to tell um, possibly will happen in the future maybe. Beetlejuice. Maybe <laughs> Aliens. I think Aliens would be a good oh, one to, to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, I would say. Uh, I would also... You know what i really like to see, too? And I know a lot of people disagree with me. But I'd like to see what they could do with, a, like, a, a reboot of Jaws. Ooh, Jaws. It's just from all the, the new stuff they can do with CGI, and I think it could be really good. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the... Uh or Gremlins, I think a, a TV series on Gremlins would be fun too. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a shame because I feel like in the way movies have gotten so much bigger now, I feel like it's hard to sell Jaws as enough now, and that's so sad. Like right. the, the 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 current like you know three hundred million dollar movies and all kind of stuff too. You can't make a movie about one giant shark being it's like even like the last uh, like shark movie like The Meg having to be a megalodon and having to fight that thing, and like if Jason Statham having the kung fu. It was just kick Meg Ryan coming up out. Yeah, just and it's like that's what ha- that's what Jaws has to be now to be a successful movie in my mind, and like that's so sad because right. like movies like Jaws just can't get made anymore. Sharknado, right now. like like maybe like maybe in some other decade like. Jaws will be a movie that's like viable, but I don't know anymore. So, okay. All right. I think we've rattled on long enough for this real talk. So, I hope everybody's doing okay. Has a great day. So, with that being said, I think this real talk episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And cut. <laughs>